I just decided last week, I'm just going to go around and ask women what that asked is. And so many were receptive. I got flipped off by one blonde girl, and she told me to, and she told me to go fuck myself. I said, listen, I need help with that, honey. And she was like, all right, well, you're kind of witty, so what, <laughs> so what are you about, too? And I said, like, I'm about that, that ass. What's that ass doing? Answer my question. <laughs> and we had a back and forth. I got a number. But the, the point was, I just I couldn't believe that works. I'm like, okay. Welcome to the Better Man Podcast with Ivan and Sumed. This podcast is all about how to be an optimal, conscious man in today's society. Join Ivan and Sumed as they go deep into the rabbit hole of personal growth, mindset, social dynamics, and spirituality. Are you ready to be a better man? Welcome to the Better Man Podcast with Ivan and Sumed. Um, we've got a very special guest today who's going to bring us his very own unique perspective. And he's got so much knowledge to share, you know, when it comes to, to, to dating, to relationships, to mindset, the mindset you have to enter um, after a breakup, after a hard breakup. If you've been struggling with your breakups, this guy, you know, if you sort of had anger towards women, sort of the hate towards women, this guy's your guy. You're going to want to listen closely. Before we get started, um, um, I want to go through the, the intention, the affirmation of the day, right? What is the perspective that we're going to be walking through? Now repeat after me. The universe supports me. I hit it. Oh, mate. Universe supports me. <laughs> I am ready to receive. I am ready to receive. The universe supports me. The universe supports me. I am ready to receive. I am ready to receive. Fantastic. Congratulations, everybody. You just opened yourself up to the universe. Nick, yep. welcome to the Better Man Podcast. How are you feeling? One out of ten. I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty fucking caffeinated, actually. But uh, you said something in the intro. But I, I was just like, that's exactly what my page is about tackling, too. This weird, bitter taste that a lot of men have toward women. Mm-hmm. I don't understand as soon as they get pills, all of a sudden it, it, they take a black pill. I actually had one dude comment on that earlier today too. It's like, don't take too many black pills. Like, yeah, I'm not black pills at all. I don't so, see why anybody so would be. For people who don't understand what that is, red pill, black pill, blue pill, they're, they're, they're probably thinking you're talking about matrix one, two, and three. Almost. <laughs> we almost are, but because uh, you know, the blue pill is, I guess, you'd be plugged in, as a lot of people put in. I'm a few YouTubers, YouTubers say that you're plugged in to the blue pill matrix, as in, like, you appease the feminine. Why is this so loud here? <laughs> you appease the feminine. You beckon to them. Appease? Yeah, appease. You, you appease. You bend over backwards to the feminine women. You're a doormat. I used to kind of be like that, which 
was weird because I'm six foot tall and I was actually a jock in high school, but I was still somehow a doormat. I don't know how that happened to me. What, what do you mean you were a doormat? Like, well, like, what kind of things were like, you doing? I would do almost anything. When I was in high school, I would, let, I would just do almost anything anyone would ask me to do. I would just. I don't remember actually. No, I do remember actually opening a door for, for them too. Like, and I still do that now, but it's with like kind of a different attitude. Like, I'm, open, I'm opening up the door because I want to, because I think I should, not just because you're attractive. Like, I'll open the door for old women. I open the door for like, you know, a six-year-old, uh, just as I would for like a hot eighteen-year-old. Like, it's it should all be like kind of the same perspective too, and that's probably where the old. On my page, I'm doing your legacy. Well, I'm doing a segment right now called Nurture Your Inner Out, mm-hmm. which that seems like me to be like one of the most popular things I've done so far on my Instagram. Um, <coughs> it's, it's hard. <laughs> so, oh, all right, it's all right, man. Don't yeah. worry, don't worry too much about that. Just worry about being the best version of you right now. There you go. But uh, so back to the pill thing. Blue pill, you're plugged into the blue pill. pill. Blue pill matrix, where you're basically a white. Well, you are a white. You're a white guy if you plugged in. And I do say that I'll go with them. I'll go with a lot of these red pill guys on that. And then I come with the red pill guys where I say, take care of yourself first. Make sure you're doing things because you want to, not just to make other people happy. Don't be a people pleaser. That's what a lot of people get wrong when they're, I guess, they're plugged in. When I guess I'm still blue pill. And I do agree with this. Once you go red pill, you can't go back. And I'm not the one that's all the red pill thing, but that's true. Once you take the red pill, you can't go back. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. You see the future. You see. You see the world for what it is. You see women for the way they are, and you need to do is kind of get past this bitter taste because it will leave a bitter taste in your mouth. Where we discover women are hypergamous. Women don't have accountability. Women don't have kind of a sense of honor, but. And the way that the universe and the world, it kind of works that way. It kind of, it kind of balances things out. Because they had a sense of honor and a sense of accountability and strength and stability. What the hell do they need us for? I guess that's how, that's how this kind of works. So, mm-hmm. I guess now we'll go into the black belt, where some men get black belt. They can, like, so all the time that, you know, you invest in them, all the doors you held open, all the gifts you gave them, all the bills you paid, you probably paid off the student loan debt, probably bought a car. It doesn't really matter because what happens to what matters to women is what's happening right now, how they feel at this moment, and that's where they are. So even if you're going through a breakup, they only want to break up with you at this moment. Like you'll see a lot of exes once you're over them, they'll start coming back and blowing up your phone. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, mm-hmm. but I totally, I totally get what you're saying. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, like. You know, one time I was I was dating this girl. She's um she's like she's she's a beautiful woman. She's Moroccan. Um, she, she was Muslim. She was she was wear she would wear her hijab. I'm not Muslim. Um, she was actually taller than me, right? But I was I was the most alpha in school. So um, you know she came to me. But you know she broke she eventually she broke up with me like after like a week or two. She, she was like I'm just not feeling it and. And, and I was like, okay, that's cool. And I was just sort of nonchalant about it. And and that nonchalantness made her realize like, oh shit, maybe this guy really isn't. Um, maybe he's real. <laughs> maybe he is, maybe, maybe he is a fucking a badass, like I turned her on, 
right? But see, the problem here is what I what I see now is a lot of women are going with men for validation. Yeah, validation. That's that's what that's what a lot of women want. They want to be validated. Like you, you, there's a girl out there, and and she like you guys don't usually text, right? And then suddenly she calls you. She's looking for your validation. You know, she's she's looking like let's just say you guys are far away from each other. You guys are like not going to meet. You're in different countries, different cities. And she calls you. She's looking for your validation. She wants to feel worthy. She wants to feel beautiful, right? A lot of women are, are like this for sure. And I think that's um, I personally only date women with a higher self esteem, higher self esteem, because those are the women that are not going to leave me. Right. Those are the ones that are actually not the girls with the high self high self esteem. Girls are gonna stick with you if you're a badass motherfucker. Yeah, the high self esteem girls know what they're looking for. And if and if this is what happens though, if if uh, if you fuck up, she's not gonna leave you. She's gonna tell you that you're fucking up, right? But a low self esteem girl, she'll just be like, she'll communicate oh, to She'll be like, oh hell not. Like I uh, like like I gotta get out of here real quick before you know um this shit goes this, this this goes bad i need to start looking for a boyfriend another boyfriend this and that she won't break up with you until she already has the other boyfriend lined up no that's how a lot of women work today they, it's called monkey branching um called they won't let go of one branch so they have to hold another one uh again i see where some guys get like this old black pill and like women are awful without it they're not they just have a they have a different operating system that we do Mm. And like you just said, that goes to the high self-esteem. Well, they're, they're, they're usually really well balanced. The thing is, like, they, they understand that they don't need you to complete them. They are a complete person that's using that's not using you, but mm. wants to share a, a life with you because you enhance it. Like, that's all you're doing. That's all that anybody should be looking for. It's not somebody to complete your life, someone to enhance your life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, dude. You're spot on with it. A lot of people are, are looking for their other half when... You're already full. You're already complete, right? This is why I think that like if a girl like breaks up with you and she she's not dating anyone like right after, she still wants to be with you. She still wants to be with you. Oh, oh, probably, oh most likely. I'll just say this too. I got this from uh, the guy I follow. I'll plug him. At, I'll plug him where a lot of plug people. Uh, when they break up with you, they're never a hundred percent sure they want to. And that goes for everybody, men and women. Whenever you break up somebody, you're never 100% sure you actually want to break up with them. They're always like, kind of, especially as women, they're looking for you. If you can reobtain your strength, reobtain your masculine energy, reobtain your your purpose, mm. then, then, they'll, then they'll all of a sudden, they'll get the Again, this, they, they operate on feelings. Yeah. yeah. When they feel your strength, they'll remember all those emotions, all those feelings, all that, those memories, that then they'll all come back and understand, this is why I started dating him. This is why I wanted to be with him. This is why I stayed committed with him. I'm going to stay where I am. He's back on his purpose, and I'm again, I'm, I'm fine with it. If you lose it for a little while, like let's just say you become lethargic for a little while, like sick or injured or whatever happens to you, a good one will deal with that. They'll deal with it for a while. You just got to find something new. Like, like Let's just say, like, you, I don't know, you broke one of your legs. Well, you were a track star. <laughs> and you can't work. Oh, yeah, you're a track star. Or you can't work anymore. Yeah, and you can't work anymore. Like, are you seeing Bolt or something? 
she'll his wife will probably go put up with that for I'm gonna say a year doing probably nothing. Just because he's Usain Bolt, he's extremely high value, he's extremely high. That's a high quality man right there. But after a year, it's like it's, this is not the man you signed up for. The man she signed up for was devoted, was committed, was strong, was had a purpose, had a drive, had happiness. If you're sitting around moping around the house, you know, for too long, she's going to be like, "Well, you're not giving me the strength and the, the security that I need that I count on." Mm-hmm. And she'll go and she'll go look for that somewhere else. That's where a lot of these breakups happen. Uh, yeah. If I'm not going to say it's the man's fault. Mm-hmm. When when she's not being met at all her needs, at all of her needs, yeah, that, all her needs. That's, that's when that happens. Yeah, again, generals. A lot of American society media will tell us that there are no generals. The fuck they aren't. The fuck they aren't. There's absolutely generals. <laughs> you, man, we are strength and we are security. It was like the if you have nothing. Else, you have those two things going for you strength and security. You should be confident too. You should have strength, security, and confidence. Women will rejuvenate you with passion, or they'll rejuvenate you with refreshing energy. Just if you're tired and burned out from work, they'll massage your shoulders. If you're bored because you're, you're just stuck in one routine to another, they'll, they should hit that info switch and give you something. Mm. It, yeah. it all depends. This is how this is how, like, this, this, how this kind of dance, this mating dance, kind of works. Where we got this Disney happily ever after thing coming I don't well I know where it came from, it came from T V. Started, but Yeah. It's, it's essential it's just wrong. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely do agree with you in the sense that if you are being um your best self, if you're being let's just say more specifically an amazing man, right? The woman will naturally want to take care of you. She'll naturally want to massage you. She'll naturally want to suck your dick. She'll naturally want to cook for you, clean for you, massage you, all of that. Naturally, right? But where do you why do you think that like, it's been opposite? Why do you think it's been opposite where where a lot of women are are not doing that thing for the men? Do you think it's a men's fault? I yes, but no. It's 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 not their fault because they're being raised this way too. They're being raised with a big misunderstanding of how this whole, of how this works. It works on more of a, and we'll get into this too, it works on kind of a primal level. Where, like I think I told you what happened yesterday too, where it's like you just, it used to be easier. You could kill a jaguar, bring it back to your tribe, just look at the girls like, no, get over here. I'm slaying pussy right now. So, guys, I just walked in. So, this is, a lot, a lot of men are being told if you if you defend women, if you get on their side, if you think like them, if you watch, if you watch a lot of these Disney movies, then all this happy crap will happen. This is where the whole blue pill thing comes from. The blue pill versus red pill thing comes from. Is that these? Can you hear me okay? I know there's a few people came in. Yeah. A whole blue pill red pill thing came from where. In Red Pill, they kind of, but they don't say it, but they kind of go back to where they, they call it game, which is a pick of hard phrase, which I'll get into too, where they, they want to tell you that, I'm not sure I'm going to start with this, <laughs> because Red Pill is kind of, kind of a mess too, in my opinion, but I believe in the philosophies. Blue Pill is just all the way around wrong, but 
I guess Red Pill, I think they're right in the sense that it's like you need to take away this whole fantasy of happily ever after. But the truth is, the game doesn't stop. You've got to keep. They say keep keep dating your wife, keep dating your wife, keep flirting with her, keep making it known to her what you want out of her. Uh, and in turn, she should be honestly returning the favor to you. How this works in long-term relationships is it gets difficult. I'm not going to get difficult because there's a whole question I want to ask whether we're monogamous or not. And I'm trying not to unload too much at once here because I'm not sure how long we have in these uh, podcasts. Yeah. Really. 45 to an hour. 45 to an hour. Yeah. Okay, I got time for that. I, I definitely do think that, that some of us are monogamous and some of us are polyamorous. Um, I, you know, I, I think it really is just that way. For the most part, in my relationship, because um, I do have a girlfriend, um she just dedicates herself to me right because she only wants to be with me you know um and i've spoken about my insecurities to her anyway because you know i I still have you know insecurities and i talked to her about my insecurities and i had an insecurity that by talking to her about my insecurities it was going to manifest my insecurity that's what i thought but it actually strengthened my relationship and it actually strengthened me um but actually though in my relationship I'm allowed to go in and make out with other women and have sex with other women. And eventually, you know, when, the, when the right girl comes around, I'm going to have a second and third girlfriend. Right. Um, but right. there's a specific things that we, that I have to know in order to make that work. Otherwise it, it wouldn't work. Okay. So I just kind of read the book, uh, sex at dawn. I'm yeah. reading it for the second time. Uh, I don't know if you read it by Chris Ryan. No, I never. Okay, well, they talked about men have this thing called a Coolidge theory, which is where we get this whole polyamorous thing from. Uh, Coolidge is basically, after so many years, you get tired of the same thing. Uh, I can't tell you how many men have had that complaints. After so many years being with my wife, the passion kind of falls away. I get kind of tired of her. I'm not tired of her. You still love her to death. Love her more than anything else in the world. But the, the physical sexual attraction just isn't there anymore. They don't understand why. Uh, there's the Coolidge What's happening is the Coolidge effect, and it's the effect that came from our Stone Age ancestors. To because this is back when there was only like maybe a million, a million and a half people populating the entire planet. But it would come into it would, it would come in to give men an exotic kind of preference. Exotic meaning different from us, different from what you used to, which would mean that you would have less of a chance of incest. You wouldn't end up fucking your daughter you haven't seen in twenty years. So it kind of, you know, it was kind of an evolutionary necessity that we, that we gained this. So as much as women, and I see some of the craziest things too, because a lot of women, they almost don't really care. Like they, they, like they feel like they're following a script from, from reports, like when they hear that their man cheated on them, like they, they pack up and leave because they think that's just what they're supposed to do. Not because that's what they feel like doing. Yeah, they yeah, I, told, yeah like I, I agree with you, man. I agree with you there that, that uh, like I was telling my brother, do you think, a woman, a woman cares that LeBron is married. Right? No woman cares LeBron's married. She still wants LeBron. You know what I mean? If she wants LeBron, so so you know the woman chooses the man. You know, I, I'm not in the belief that, of course, the man chooses the woman sexually. He has to find her attractive. But then, yeah. But the, the, the if she does if she doesn't want to be with him, then they don't they don't get together. She has the final decision as to who she's going to be with. So, if a man is like 
like the top of the man, the top of the top, she's fine with sharing him. She's fine. That, that's exactly what hypergamy is. I will share, they will share an alpha before they settle with a beta. That's how, that's how every woman is, whether they like it or not. Honestly, it's like one of those things like, no, it doesn't sound pretty. It doesn't sound like, you know, happy Disney blue bill fairy tale. But that's the way it is. And it's, again, this, this is where I've been doing like a whole bunch of tribal studying. Tribal, like, I forgot, I can't pronounce the name of the clan. It's called the Ashti clan, or what? I can't, I'm slaughtering the name. They have the funniest custom that I, I laughed when I heard it. When I found it was serious, I was like, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. So, I think it was like once a month, like there would be a group of like 12 or 15 women that would go around the houses and knock on the door and wake up the man and his wife or his kids. And the man, and they would tell, they would tell the man, the one who knocks on the door, by the way, is the one that's asleep. Tell the man it's time for, you know, ritual. It's like a, it's like a, it's a meat gathering ritual. They have to go out and hunt, hunt and bring back meat. So. The dude will feign his tired, his fatigue, and like unwillingness to do Like, I really don't want to get up. I don't want to do this. I'm happy home. They get out. All the dudes meet up, and they all agree. We're going to come back here at this one spot. We're just going to divide whatever we catch with each other. So we all get <laughs> so we all get a, get a woman or two or three, sorry, or three tonight. So I just thought that was hilarious. It was like, yo, dudes have been looking out for each other since forever. <laughs> Yo, let me just let me just make sure, like, like I, I got what you're saying. Here. So, you, uh, you were saying that that uh, the men would get together and they would hunt everything, um, yep. and then they would just share all the meat that they got at the end of the day. They would divide it up and then bring it back into the village where the women are. They're like in a semicircle, but every man would have a a, uh, a share of their meat. Because if they didn't bring back anything, they wouldn't get they wouldn't they wouldn't get these women that knocked on the door. They wouldn't get them. Uh, the women would just naturally go to whoever whoever was able to hunt. What do you mean the women were successful. knocking on the doors? Uh, I think that's the part I didn't get about women knocking on doors. Oh, so they just started this thing like once a month where like fifteen or so so many village women would knock on the door. Uh, they would go around like like the village. They go around the village and then knock on. The houses, uh, not doors of the houses where these men and their families live at. Uh, and these families are, you know, the, all these houses are, you know, kind of tribal like huts and put together like wooden clay and everything. But they knock on the door, and basically, when those 15 women show up, they're singing a song that tells them what ritual is going on the ritual of like the weekend. So that's when they would all, they gather all the men that they want to participate in. Or all the men participate. I can't remember which one it is. I'm assuming that all the men participate in this, in this ritual. Mm-hmm. Not a big village. They all gather in one spot, like into the woods. They have they have an agreed spot where they all meet up at. The, the, men, the, women, the women have an agreed spot where they meet at. Yeah, the men have an agreed spot where they meet. Yeah, up. bro, that's the women part. Are, like, women are meeting meeting in the middle of the village. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's the, the part. Just are, like jumping from the women knocking on doors. And they're doing oh. the ritual to the men being in circle, and that's the part that confused me. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. The women knock on the doors. The woman who knocked on the door is the one that will sleep with the man, have sex with the man that night. Who's yeah. Ha- 
Yeah, have sex with the man that night if he brings back a successful hunt. If he cannot, of course, she just won't sleep with him. So, the men have to feign, like, kind of feign and fake that they don't want to do it. So in order to go out into the woods, and there's a specific spot, not known to the women, but to the men. They all know a specific, a specific spot before the hunt begins to meet up and make an agreement. Okay, we all come back here in, like, about an hour, whatever time frame reference, with whatever we have. And when we come back, we'll divide the meet up so that everybody participating here doesn't go without a sexual partner to them. Mm. So the women, in the meantime, are singing in a semicircle back in the village. And when the men come back with their, I'm not sure how they're carrying the meat, but they come back with the meat and they put it down in front of the circle in front of the women that knocked on the door for them. Everybody gets a cut, everybody gets a successful hunt, everybody gets a couple of sex partners for the night. Mm-hmm. I thought this was hilarious just because I was thinking dudes have been sticking together since I don't know how long since apparently since the Stone Age yeah so that was one ritual another one is I forgot what this what this tribe plan was apparently here's where monogamy comes into question there's no sorry there's another tribe where Sorry, what's really? You hear me okay with the uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I'm not sure what tribe it is, or it's a tribe or a village. But this is just a chapter I read where women, as they get married, they have to go through kind of a prostitution process, and that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard of. Where not only does your husband make love to you on the day of your wedding. So does his, all of his relatives. It's the craziest thing. But I suppose it's to do this. It's to kind of give you, the woman and her child insurance that no matter what happens to her husband, she will have a male that has a best interest in the child. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 So that's a, that was like a heavy one to me. And I, honestly, it hit, it hit my ear wrong where it's kind of like, that's fucked up. But at the same time, like, no, it's got to make sense because they don't have money or anything like that. They don't have, like, money or they don't have any modern, you know, technology. Medicine, yeah, I, I would like to think that, like, no, if I die, I would think my kid has somebody else that will take care of me. So I kind of have, would have to kind of be in, be in agreement for this. So, 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 there's a whole bunch of other problems. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I think that um, when it comes to to sex and um, evolution and continuing to to survive, it 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 does make sense for for the woman to want to do that, right? Um, and, <laughs> and it's like relationships are about power, right? Yeah. Um, and there's always going to be one person who's more dominant. Um, yeah, that was just my monogamy thing. Uh huh. Are yeah. we actually monogamous or are we naturally polygamous? 
Um, and I, I think it just, it really just, just does depend on who you are and where you are consciously, evolutionarily, because because people are sort of, the th these things that they're doing, they're doing it from a point of survival, right? So your consciousness is only from survival, right? Um, For me. Yeah, your genetics must go on. That's, that's their thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, but now, like, I'm I'm a I'm a purpose driven person, right? So part of what I like eventually would going to teach something called third eye game, right? Which is like 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 game, but for like high conscious people, right? Um, and it's all about purpose for me, right? Um, no longer is it about aligning yourself with someone who's attractive or caring or whatever. But it's like a girl can only be my girlfriend if she falls along the path of my purpose, right? And yes. and that's why I think that like mine, mine, uh, mine is just different in that way that it wouldn't, it would, things wouldn't happen like that, right? Things wouldn't happen like that in mine, but it freaks me out. <laughs> it freaks me. No, no, I, 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 dude, first time I read this book, I was like kind of like. I don't. I, didn't, I don't think I slept that first night. But I was like, "What the? What did I, am I reading? Is this for real? Is this really happening?" And I, you know, did a couple, couple Google searches. I'm like, okay, sure enough, this shit's actually happening. But let's bring this back to the modern day. Women still have like some of this kind of a, uh, because that's all about survival. That's all about just like where they're at. They don't have the modern medicine. They don't have. They, these guys probably don't even have to really have shirts. Uh. Back in here in the modern world, we have typically monogamous relationships or monogamous and an extra, extra parental or partnership, extra partnerships. So, for here, we do have to keep our women kind of a little, we have a little bit more higher stakes because we want to keep our women a little bit more in line. We want to make sure they're, they're more attracted. They want, it, they want to come back next month constantly. It's a little bit more of a psychological warfare game we have to play here in the modern world because, like you just said, you're playing third eye game or high consciousness. Yeah. Uh, you can just play regular game, which I, I think, again, I, I, I couldn't believe this actually worked. I just decided to play this week. I'm just going to go around and ask women what that ass did. And so many were receptive. I got flipped off by one blonde girl, and she told me to, and she told me to go fuck myself. I said, listen, I need help with that, honey. And she was like, all right, well, you're kind of witty, so what, <laughs> so what are you about, too? And I said, like, I'm about that, that ass. What that ass do? Answer my question. <laughs> and then we had a back and forth. I got a number. But the, the point was, I just I couldn't believe that works. I'm like, okay, so they want you to just kind of come at them. Yeah. So a lot of women just want you just kind of, like, to just go at them. Like, and they want you to kind of make them laugh, too. That's not kind of. They, they want you to make them laugh. Uh, yeah, they, they want to feel good. They want to feel good. Yeah, they want to feel good too. And uh, Craig, Craig, I was thinking, Craig Beck said it best in his books where he said, like, if you can walk away from a, from a, whether you get rejected or not, if you make her laugh or you have a positive interaction with a female, you've done a good job. You've, you've done a good job. You, were, you had a successful interaction, you had a successful approach. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of the approaches come from too. So these days, like, anytime I approach one, do you still hear me okay? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Anytime I approach a woman, my goal is just to make sure she walks away with this from this interaction, seeing it in a positive light, seeing seeing me as fun, 
seeing me as charming. I don't get the charming thing. But just seeing me as like a fun person, maybe I could talk to him again. I just put my phone in a Russian girl's, I put my, my phone, my number in a Russian girl's phone yesterday, just, just because. I don't even know what she was talking to me about. I just did a bunch of watching talk. Are you are you more of a uh, direct or indirect approach? I think I'm a very direct approach. Yeah. Very direct. I'm a very um, I'm a very natural kind of seducer, and now it makes sense because I've read uh, Robert Greene's book, The um, The Art of Seduction. Yeah. You read that book? That's a good book for sure. Yeah, it's great too. But I, you know, when I, when we're going down the list, and I've read it several times too. What kind of seducer are you? When it came to the natural, I'm like, that sounds like me. I get away with a lot of bullshit I know I shouldn't get away with. I grab women <laughs> a lot of ways I know I shouldn't grab them. And there's, you know, there's a few jobs. There's a few jobs I should have been fired from. Even before I became Red Pill or, you know, doing what I do now. Mm-hmm. Where there's, like, a lot of girls, like, my age or so often, even younger, too. A lot of hot girls. I just grab, I, I would grab them by the waist and grab them by the hips. And just move around, too. and I would just do shit that nobody else was allowed to do. I ended up like behind the office answering phones when I shouldn't have. I should have been fired so many times, <laughs> and yeah. I, I'm just not. And it turns out the natural seducer is somebody who can, who is always, well, according to Genji in the book, is always allowed his way. So mm-hmm. I just kind of roll with that, which is why I become like, I'm very naturally practical. Now there's a lot of other things too. My best friend, my brother, he's uh. He's kind of he's a coquettish kind of guy. He plays hot and cold. He plays that game. It works for him. Like I think he, he gets he gets way more girls and numbers than I do. Yeah, they just respond to him very well. Yeah, for sure. I get what you say. For me, my style is more like. Uh, I mean, it just depends. If I'm in a club, club is more direct. Club is more direct. But if I'm in the if I well sometimes when I'm in the street, like if I see somebody in the street, I, sometimes it's more direct. Right. Um, But sometimes I go through an indirect approach of conversation. Right. Illicit conversation. If you can become a a fucking amazing conversationalist, girls will get wet over that. And if you are an amazing storyteller, she's going to be thinking, oh, this guy fucks real good. If you can tell good stories, she's thinking, damn, this guy's going to dig me down. So I'm not even I'm not. The thing is. I just go in and I'm triggering her evolutionary, uh, her, her psychological triggers without me uh, like hitting on her. Like I'm not even hitting on her and she's liking me. That's, that's, what I, that's my style of game where I'm just, uh, I know what it is that you're looking for, right? And I just, I'm just like, a, like, like I don't care like, oh yeah, you're a girl, but I, I don't really want your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the weird thing it's not even weird too but the, the funny thing I find about a lot of men today why they're all they always make excuses as to why they don't want to approach like why they don't want to talk to a girl mm. and I get it because somewhere in your head the, 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 the sentence why don't you go talk the question why don't you go talk to her it gets mistranslated in their head and gets, and gets turned into something way more complicated than what it is I'm not saying go talk to her as and start mid-conversation with something about like whatever you're into, like baseball or something. Mm-hmm. I'm saying go over there and ask her, so what are you eating? If she's eating some. If she's, if she's working out, I would just, I would, like, I would just ask her, like, are you a track star? You're running pretty hard. 
Yeah, I'm going to get on the treadmill. Move over. I'm going to try this. There's just like a, a few, mm. few, a few things like that too. There's, mm. there's been a couple times. I'm not in the club, and that's something about me too. I'm, just, I'm not, I'm not like a club approach kind of person. Mm. I don't know what it is too. Something about like not being able to hear her over the music, mm-hmm. kind of like, like all right, I'm not getting my thing across here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Whenever I I go to clubs, I prefer to go with like a friend, or or my sister. Right, because uh, it just makes it easier. Like girls are like, "Oh, this guy's safe to talk to," right? Yeah. And dude, I, like I swear, like like fucking me and my sister, we're you know, I'm I'm an introverted extrovert. I'm like I'm both. I can be whatever one. So whenever I go out, a lot of times, like um, like oh, um, I have to tap into my extroverted self, but then shit would just a bloom as it goes right like i'll be like this like i'll use the law of attraction to my advantage i'll look at a girl and i'll be like i'm gonna talk to that girl that that girl's gonna like be mine later right and then i don't know somehow like me and my sister will start a circle a dancing circle and everyone's trying to get in there right and then now more girls are hopping into the circle and i'm like the only dude there and there's a bunch of other dudes like Hovering around, and then girls are like, afraid to squeeze by them. That's the funniest thing. Uh, or you like you just sometimes you gotta defend your territory. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just gotta like push people out the way. Like bro, like we're not like no, like get your fucking dick out of here. This is my fucking pussy. This is my this is my town, dude. And if you can fucking dance, if you can go like you have to understand the language of the location. Right, like if you can dance on the dance floor, that's the language there, right? Yeah, it is. Like sometimes I like I'll be dancing, right, and then and then I'll like hop to the floor, and then like a girl will like like run and she'll like like twerk on me, rub her pussy on me, and then she'll like run away. (laughs) (laughs) They do that all the time. (laughs) I think this happened to me a couple times, just sitting in one place. Yeah, yeah. come up and straddle me, and then run off. I was, I, I used to be like, not know what I didn't. I used to, when I was younger, I didn't know what the hell that was. Too. And now I realize, like, okay, she's kind of into me, but she's also kind of scared. I should probably go find her. Mm-hmm. At some point, not right now. Let me finish yeah. what I'm doing. First. Yeah. Sometimes I also think like if I if I go in too too hard right now, it, like let's just say a girl's talking about like her sex or her tits or whatever and i'm sort of like overreacting about it um like if i were to go that's, that's to like oh, oh shit oh sh-. like i don't know just like oh, oh like i don't know just like, i can't describe it in words but i can describe it emotionally like oh, oh, like that yeah no i know I, I know exactly what it is because uh i think i covered this too women will use sex as a test to see if you're really confident and talking about sex like get that chill up your spine too, where you kind of have the reaction. Like, what the? Fuck? But uh, no, they're, they're they're testing, they're testing to see if you're really confident, if your frame is gonna break or not. We'll talk about alpha frame in a second. But they want to see if your if your alpha frame will break if they just talk about sex. Because a lot of guys start freaking out, they start stumbling over their words. They'll actually hang on to the topic of sex too much, which is a, which is a big mistake. You yeah. Start hanging on to it. Yeah, holding on to uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you can't like you can't focus on anything else. 
then she knows, like, okay, so you just have this. Mm -hmm. uh, there's one story of one dude. This is not even a story. This, this, this actually happened. I saw this. I saw this happen. One girl had her huge titties out, like not out, out, but they were. She just had like her cleavage down, like down, the, down her belly button. Sexy as shit. We all knew what it was. And my friend went over to talk to her for a little. He was doing great, but he couldn't. He couldn't keep his eyes off, off her cleavage, off her tits. Mm. So she just asked him, "Do you like my tits?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I think they're great." And she was, uh, and then she was done talking. What happened was he validated her way too soon. Like she didn't have to earn it. She just asked, "Like, do you like my tits?" And he's like, "Yeah." She's like, "All right, cool. Now I'm done here." I don't know. I feel. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's not, that's a bit strange because sometimes, um, I don't know. Like I'll go up to a girl, and be like, "Yo, I came over over here to say hello to your tits," like. Being direct is good that way too. Uh, so, so I, I think I think the problem that happened there was that he took too long to acknowledge what he was there to do. Right. That was one way. Sometimes, yeah. like the girl knows that you're there, that you're talking to her because because you like her, because you like because you want to fuck her. I think that's what I think. Like whether you do indirect or direct, the girl always knows that you want to fuck her. No, no, the hot girls know that they know why you're there. They, they all pick up on it pretty quickly just by how you're acting. They pick up on why you're there, why you want to fuck them. Mm -hmm. That's probably where the whole thing I did last week with that ass to. What about them titties, though? I kept saying that to women, and they kept responding positively. One time, I, because, you know, I, I was pretty upfront about what I'm going to talk to or I want to talk to them about. I think he could have saved it. I think he only could have saved it by just throwing her off because. At, at that point, I think she lost interest because he became way too predictable. And this is where some of the game comes from. Instead of saying, like, yeah, they're great. I like your tips. You should have you said, like, they're not bad, but my balls are way better. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> just, just, just knock it off a little bit. I would have been like, yeah, they're fucking distracting me. Cover the fuck up, like get your fucking tits out of my face, like. <laughs> yeah, but my balls are better, <laughs> bro. I don't know. I think that'd probably get a good reaction too. That'd probably get a good reaction. Too. Yeah, it's just it's just it would be the shock reaction too. She knows you're gonna answer yes. Mm -hmm. What are what like, are some of your strategies? What are some of your strategies? Oh, my strategy is a big. It's actually just like that too. It's just misdirection too. Like again, if a girl, if a girl has like a crop top on, like her underboob is out too, and nipples are hard. You know I came over here to talk to you because your because your titties around. Once again, I'll say like they remind me of my grandmother's throw pillows. <laughs> my balls are better. I, I just want to like throw her off a little bit too. I I don't directly tell her she's not my type because some guys will go up to a brunette and say I'm, I usually talk to blondes, but you know I'll settle for you. That's where a girl is just like, no, I want to at least know like she doesn't want to know you're disinterested, but she also doesn't want to entirely know that you're totally. I just want to, I want to leave her in like that middle gray area where she shouldn't be really sure why I'm here. Uh, some, again, one of my approaches, I love the direct approach. Uh, another one of my approaches is I just like to ask her for directions. Uh, that's something I'll do if I'm downtown. I hate being downtown. Or if I'm in a park, too, I would ask them like, you know how to get back to the parking lot. Do you know how, do you know where the dog park is? Do you know where the river is? And while she's giving me directions, again, she only answers one of four ways. 
She could say, yes, I know, and then walk away. That'd be an asshole thing to do. She could say, yes, and then give you directions. She could say, no, but then try to give you some bad directions. And then she could say, no, and then not give you directions. So those are the four things that will happen. Most likely, she'll either do only two. So when she does decide to give you directions, that's where that's where you can like just start making jokes. And then sometimes I'll say, "Have I seen you before?" Probably heard that line before. Mm. Have I seen you before? She's like, "I don't think so." She's like, "Were you an extra on a t- on such and such TV show?" That usually gets some kind of lesson, kind of thinking a little bit more. Mm. And you know, typically a conversation kind of starts from there. But when I say, "Have I seen you on so and so show?" Were you an extra? Were you an actress? That's where they'll kind. Of, I usually get a lot like, "So do you watch?" Have you seen Bird Box? Have you seen a lot of women watch um, Shameless? Mm-hmm. That's like the first three seasons of that. So I'm like, I, I don't know. I saw like three. And that's why I honestly say I've seen like three seasons of it. Mm-hmm. And you can't answer that honestly. But a lot of the thing with women, it's, uh, it's about frame. It's about posture. It's about body language. And it's about honestly just kind of communicating to them. Too, is, um, I'm going to end this conversation first. That's a big mm-hmm. thing that guys grew up on, like trying to linger in the conversation too long. Mm. Again, a lot no, I can no, that, that I think that's a very good point. Like sometimes while I'm having a conversation, I'll I'll be like, oh, we've been have, we've been we've been talking for a very long time, right? Like point it yeah. out in that like if you're talking to a waitress and she's hot as fuck, and you guys you should be like, hey, don't you gotta get back to your to your people? Don't you gotta get back to your other clients or whatever? Shouldn't you get back to work? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, things like that. Things of that nature. Like, what are, what are your strategies? You know, because, I mean, I oh, mean, obviously I have my own. Obviously, I have my own, and I'm, I'm successful, and you know, and where I'm at right now. But you know, you know, what's, what are some, some like, like what you would handle certain situations and shit like that. Like, let's just say, let me give you an example of what I'm thinking about. So, so perhaps you can um, understand more clearly, like. Let's just say if I see there's a girl, right? Um, right. um and uh I go for the fist bump. If she doesn't go for the fist bump, then she's not down to touch me, right? But if she goes for the fist bump and then I'll switch to the high five and then and then I'll hold her hand, right? And if, and then if she if she's if she's complying, then I'll be like, hey, and then I'll like move to the elbow, and then like wrap her around it and then like like give her a give her a side hug, full hug, pick her up, right? At this point, you could spin her. At this point, you could like if you, if it keeps on going, where you can keep on growing the the um, escalation, and then you, you probably just kiss her on that on that spot, right? But Good. if she stops you, if she doesn't, if she doesn't high five you like a knuckle. This is different from this. This there's more compliance here than here, right? There is. Yeah, there is too. Uh, if she keeps like kind of leaning away, that's where I, that's where I like I wouldn't try to follow her. I'm just kind of standing with. I think in that situation, like if I just fist bump her, like we're walking by, and then she she doesn't go for like a high five, and she keeps trying to walk away. I'm still like like keep talking to her, like are you just gonna leave me hanging? Get back here. I think you you just tebow me, bro. You owe me some insurance information. I need your information, your phone number, your your address. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. sometimes they'll laugh at it, and that's where I say, "All right, well, that's a successful interaction." But a lot of times, they'll actually come back, come back. And that's the thing. So don't follow her. A lot of guys when they bump into when they do that, the whole contact that bump. Yeah, the follow that follow thing so, is weird as hell, bro. That, yeah, don't that start follow following her and trying to talk. To yeah, stay in one spot too. It's like 
Because you don't know. She might actually just be late from work. And you're you know, following her to work like a weirdo. Like, imagine what's going through her head. Like, why is this guy following yeah. her? Yeah, her that's work? why in situations like that, I position my body ahead of hers. And I, and I walk like this. So she, so it looks almost like I'm leading her. Right? Yeah, that's how it should be. Yeah. That's exactly how it should be. Uh, something I do, because I'm at the gym a lot. And I've done this a few times, too. I'll be doing my lunges. Like lunges or squats. And I love doing this on leg day. Because I'll just like lunge back and forth to the gym. I'll put my weights down. And if a girl dares to walk by me, and I think they're starting to do it on purpose now. I'll grab her up, put her in the fireman's carry, and start doing my lunges again. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the compliance too, but I think it's just something about being picked up and being used for exercise that they love doing. One girl was on her phone still, like FaceTiming. I don't know who she was FaceTiming, but I just decided to grab her, put her on my shoulders, and I just started, I just started walking around the gym like that. What? <laughs> for real, yeah. dude? That's wild as hell. Yeah, I, I know. It's true. And yeah, a few people laughed. She thought it was fun. She thought it was funny. Me, it, it kind of seemed to me the weirdest thing was too. I was actually still getting pretty good depth on the lunges. <laughs> you did, but you didn't. You didn't know her. I did not know her. I didn't know her. Yeah, bro, as well as hell. I, I, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't would have done that with somebody that I already would, would have known. I've seen I've seen her a couple times, but I didn't actually know her. So it was like it was probably just one of those things, which kind of tells me, okay, so you you're already attracted to me. You're okay. You're cool with this. I didn't think she was going to be cool with it, too, but I was. It, it's kind of weird. You get kind of, like, in a zone. You ever been in, like, that zone where, like, you know you can grab this girl and almost do whatever? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, that's, so that's where that's where I get a lot of time to when I'm in there. Sometimes I'll leave everybody alone to work out. And other times I'll just, I'll just be there to have fun. And mm-hmm. that's what women want. They honestly, they want to have fun. They want a positive, mm. fun interaction. What's your, what's your strategy in the gym? Honestly, I think people would love to hear what's your strategy in the gym. In the gym? We've all fucking been there, bro. We see that girl. She's got them fucking Nike leggings on. She's wearing that gym shark. It's Ooh. showing her. It's like, it's like, like highlighting her. her that ass her, concert? Yeah. yeah, dude. We've all been there, bro. Like, what's oh, your strategy? I've been there. My strategy, honestly... If she's looked in your direction, she's in it. So that's something you can know off the top. There's my thing too, where I usually where I grab the first. I think one time I grabbed the girl for to put on my shoulders for lunges, and one time I grabbed another girl, and she was a lot smaller, like a little Vietnamese John. And I used her for I just used her for curls. <laughs> Bro. I was doing bicep curls with her. Yeah, just exactly that too. So there's that. You can do a lot of things too, where like if you see a girl on a machine. You can ask her when she's done and tell her to come get you when she's done with the machine. That'll kind of get her, because even though she's working out right there, a lot of people, when they're working out, they're kind of focused on what they're doing and they don't really want to be bothered. But if you ask, hey, let me know, hey, come get me when you're done with this machine. I'm going to be over on the lat pull downs or whatever, wherever you're at, the dumbbells, whatever. Go over to the spot you say you're going to be. She'll come over when she's done. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a really good one. That's a really good yeah. one, actually. But I think, I think like, um, it, if I want to use that one, I have to make sure I'm in a machine where my body's facing away from her. That's what if, if I tell her, hey, come and get me, and I'm facing her, like, she can obviously see that I'm looking at her. Yeah, well, 
Yeah, I know. Trying to get in a spot where you're not facing her, and hopefully there's no mirrors right in front of you. <laughs> that can mm-hmm. show both you and her. Because I'm thinking about the format of my gym. So I know where a lot of girls hang out in the leg area. The dumbbell area isn't facing any of them. So mm. for me, when I say dumbbells are a lap pull-down machine, everything I, I just named in my gym format, in my head, it's facing away. So make sure you go to the machine that you know is facing away from her. Mm. It's crazy all the plans you have to put together just to get a girl to talk to. <laughs> you know, I know it, it, almost, it almost seems like, you know, we're manipulative or we're evil or why don't we just go up and talk to her because if we <laughs> – this this is sort of like to put her defenses down, right? Because yeah. like she's got her 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 walls up. She's got her walls up, right? We yeah. want and, and, you to bring your walls down. What's going on? Yeah, no, and understandably too, because again, like women are kind of naturally defensive because they're talking to a to an animal that could essentially beat the show. Like this is kind of different. This is kind of yeah. weird. Yeah, to them. this is something that's at least. Ten- on average, we're ten percent bigger, ten percent taller, and twenty five percent heavier. This is not something you really want to put your guard down around if you don't know. So, from her perspective, if I just thought to come get me, I want her to make the decision. All right, I'm actually going to go get him. That's compliance. Nice yeah, that's compliance for sure. That's compliance. Yeah. If she does it, she's complying to you, and now suddenly you became her leader. Yeah, basically too. And she's coming in to report to me. And when she get when she gets there too, I, I'm not sure what I come up with on the spot. I think it was one time I asked her, like, right, "Did you wipe it down?" And this is where I just get really direct. Like, "Did you wipe down the machine before you, before you left?" She's like, uh, "I was like, I hope you did." I get really gross with. <laughs> I get really direct and gross with. It. But other times you can ask her to wipe it down. Like, I didn't know I had to wipe it down. Like, I will right, well, come help. Me. I was like, I will right, come help me with this. I was like, all right, cool. um, where are you going to be next? And also, you can just start a conversation right there, too. You can just say, thank you. You've been so helpful. Here's my name. Ask for her name. Uh, so, hey, I've seen you a few times in here. What's your name? I've seen you around here. Like, what know you? Have I met you? Did we go to school together? There's a whole thing where once the, once the uh, conversation has started, I can just start, like, putting a base of familiarity down. Like, do I know you from somewhere? That's something I go to a lot. Do I know you from somewhere? And then that's usually how we get our name. That's usually how it comes. Dude, comes dude, out. I swear, girls do that shit on fucking me, dude. That the do I know? I I I've seen you before, bitch. No, you fucking haven't. But making that shit up, <laughs> bitch. I read. I the, am I read the game. I I met Neil Strauss, bitch. You ain't gonna do that shit on me. I hope I meet Neil. Oh, I hope I meet Neil Strauss one of these days. Too. You got, you look like him. We're like, hey, we're brothers. We're both bald. Fuck it. Yeah, we'll fall. We have like kind of a beer thing going, but I can't get the full goatee. <laughs> Let's you talk. Know, the reason I, I like Jessica, I like Jessica Alba too. I heart you talked to her. That was great. <laughs> the reason I asked you about um what your gym strategy is, because for me, my gym strategy is more like long term. Like like more of a long term thing. Like I begin to get known by the uh the people who work there. They're like saying what up to me. Um She's like, I'm like, just like saying hello to other dudes there, like smiling to people. If I'm walking, I'll just like, I'll like smile at somebody or somebody's like hitting it. I'll be like, hit that shit harder, bro. Hit that shit harder, right? And then like, just imagine like, like this girl, she sees me and hears me talking to people everywhere. Well, she's going to think to herself, this guy's got social capital. He's got social capital because 
you know, we're looking you know, for, a, for financial capital, intellectual capital, social capital is also very important. Um, and she's going to think like, yo, this guy's, this guy's badass, right? So then I just start talking to her. She already finds me attractive. I don't have to do the attraction. And the attraction just means attention. Attention. That's what attraction means to me. That's all it should mean to you. Um, what else happens is women, you're right, they, they, social capital, they call, they, you know, I, I think I call, I have a different name for it, I call it status, which essentially means the same thing. So they're attracted to status, financial, I don't know, physical. man. Honestly, I would personally describe status as different. I have a whole podcast episode on it. Um, and I'll tell you why, because, because I feel like there's, there's men out there that can go out and they could have the Louis Vuitton wallet. They could have, they could have the Ferrari, they could have the mansion, but when they go out and talk to girls, they, the girls don't care. They don't give a fuck that you're rich, that you're a Hollywood producer. They're like, so what? You have the things that should give you status, but you don't have status in my eyes. It's a no-go. Okay, that's a, that's a good one, too. Because I, uh, I really want to touch on is, is like how much money, money actually matters. Money should just matter to us. To me, money just allows me to do cool things. Uh-huh. To them, money just, it's kind of a symbol of security. Yeah. But what really is a symbol of security is me. It's me, the provider. I should be the symbol of security. That's what I said earlier. Men give two things, strength and security. They give confidence too, but first and foremost, strength and security to a woman. So you can give her. I actually had a client. He was a, he was a millionaire too. He was like my, my, uh, my best friend's brother-in-law. He he got a he got divorced. Mm-hmm. He got divorced, and then he got a girlfriend from Brazil. Mm-hmm. Here we go, young, really super stupid hot, like stupid hot, and <laughs> like you were retarded if you looked at her. If you looked at her for too long, but she was a bitch, dude. <laughs> she had her defenses up. That's what it is. She just yeah. she felt defensive. She she knew that money. He was a millionaire, so she saw that money. She blew like forty and seventy grand in just months, and I was just like, "How the fuck did you go through seventy grand in a month?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. she was she was off her rocker. But he stupid. He married her, mm. and everybody around was just like, "Oh, this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea." That marriage that marriage lasted about eight months. So. Eight months and he and he was just like nope done got divorced uh, and he's like still trying to pursue her for the I think it's like ninety grand that was in her bank account of his and I was like dude honestly you're probably just better off letting her have it because is ninety grand worth not dealing with this bitch ever again and that's another thing I said too was like gold digging women are some of the most unhappy women in the world. Money yeah, is a know, new thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, I think it just matters, like, what do you see as as safety? What do you see as safety, right? And exactly. if, a, if a girl sees money as safety, uh, and it's kind of like like dudes who, who their, highest val- their highest value when, when uh, looking for women is looks. If that's your highest value when it comes to looking for women, you're going to find a woman with looks, but you're not going to find a woman with 
with all the other characteristics that are also important for you, right? So, of course, looks are important for sure, for sure, for fucking yeah. sure. But you know, and, and us men, we do care what you look like, girl. We do, we do fucking care. Oh, yeah, we did. I'm just fucked up. <laughs> but things that are important to me are things like high self esteem. Do you take care of your health? Do you take care of, of your body? Do you do? Are you a caring? Are you a loving person? You're, to, to me, the highest value of a woman is a caregiver. Because my, my God, I love that shit. I love that shit. That's, that's perfect. I, um, I look for just like, I typically do look for a skill set because it's like kind of a sign of high self-esteem. Because of course, if you have like a skill, if, you, if you're like, if any woman's able to cook, if she's able to cook, or if she's able to, if she knows she's a good mother, like my uh, my daughter's mother, I have a, a two year old. Mm-hmm. Her mother, uh, we broke up and everything, everything else, and we broke up before I got into all this. Mm-hmm. But she, I can say with full confidence, like she is probably the best mother I have ever seen in action. She she breastfed for for a year, and I don't think we don't understand how hard that is. Like she set alarms for it. She got up at two a.m. to pump. To, to hook herself up to a machine to pump milk for for, for her child. Mm-hmm. So, being a good parent that's a huge that's a huge thing to me. Not just because I'm a parent, but I think everybody should just kind of look for that. I don't have a future with somebody. She can cook. She does. She has her own kind of an organization. She's a little schizophrenic with the organization too. But again, these are things that I do look for when she's yeah organized. She has her bills paid. Nice. I totally, I totally get what you're saying. You know, just somebody who, who, who is looking out for the people around her, the people that matter to her. Is that what you're huh? saying? Is that what you're saying? No, what did you say? No, what did you say? Are you saying that, that uh, you're looking for a woman who's looking out for the people around you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you can take care, so you can take care of herself and the people around her. Like that. Yo, Nick, right now, Honestly, I'm Ned. Sumed motherfucking Chatterjee is in the motherfucking house. Oh, yo, what's happening, Nick? How's it going, man? Good to connect with you. Ah, man, good to see you. How do I get all these guys on? Oh, there we are. Okay, I can see everybody. All right, so what's going on? Where did I leave off at? I forgot the last thing I'm saying. Yo, you were going to talk about how, why do we find uh, women's moans attractive? Women's, wait, women's what? Sorry. Women's moaning attractive? You said you find, why do we uh, find women's moaning attractive? Women's moaning. Yes. Okay, so that's kind of a, kind of a strange evolutionary thing, too. We find women's moaning attractive because... This kind of goes back to that book that makes everybody uncomfortable, the uh, sex at dawn. Sperm competition. We find women's moaning attractive just because we know she's ovulating. There's a chance she'd be ovulating. Like, if we hear a woman having sex, we know there's a really good chance that most women are more likely to have, to have sex during their ovulation period than any other time. Once again, this is your DNA screaming, my genes must succeed. My genes must go on. I need to have sex with this, put my seat in this woman for my genes to, to go on. This is not sub, this is not conscious. This is hardly even subconscious. This is just your genetics saying, dude, let's let's reproduce. There's someone able to reproduce. We can always do it. They can only do it in a certain window. Let's make sure this happens. This kind of comes from 
about 70,000 years ago, there was an event where the Super Bowl came out where, believe it or not, us as a human population, we were only down, we were down below 10,000. Uh, some people believe we were, we were down like somewhere around 5,000 for the planet, which is extinction. Yet we're back up to, how much is it, 6 billion or 60 billion? 8 billion, 8 billion people. Eight billion, Jesus, yeah, eight billion people in just seventy thousand years. So that, that just tells you what kind of sex job we have. So women moaning is they're overt, they're overt moaners because they're they're not just looking for the guy whoever they're sleeping with to get them pregnant. They're looking for whoever has the strongest sperm to succeed. Their genes must go on to whoever has the strongest sperm will succeed. You know, dude, I, I think like. There's girls in the club who you see dancing with like 10 different dudes. Yeah. And that's their mating strategy. I think that, 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 that's what they're doing. They're trying to like, um, um, like make other men jealous in a way and say, hey, I'm going I'm, I'm gonna to be having sex tonight because I'm obviously like very horny and I'm dancing with all these dudes. I'm going to have sex tonight. Is that going to be you? Is that not going to be you? Um, I bet whatever money in my wallet, she's ovulating. <laughs> but that's a, uh, yeah, no, that's a, uh, that's just mate selection. It's just, it's a very natural, very primal thing in her brain and her DNA that's telling her, like, whoever sticks around, whoever cares the least, whoever's willing to just put it in is going to be the one to get it. Whoever's so there at just, the end of the day. Whoever's there at the end of the day. the most savage is the one who gets it. <laughs> mm. Like that's all she's so, that, that, that that's all her DNA is screaming out. Yo, Sumed, um, what's going on with you, man? What's going on? With I'm alright, bro. I'm just like waking up, just shaking off the mist. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, Nick, I have a question, man. Right. We, we talked about moans. Um, I'm wondering about pheromones. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, so the thing is, yeah, I've heard that like there's certain kinds of like pheromones that are primarily associated with 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 attraction and what role does that play in mate selection well we just talked about a little bit about ovulation how powerful that is for women where they will they will just filter through 10 dudes in the club they will just go through uh, i mean i haven't talked about like how many like they'll get pregnant by um <laughs> Again, they'll go through a whole village just during the just during the ovulation period alone. Men give off the most pheromones after physical activity, when their confidence is high, yeah. after an achievement. And honestly, like if you if you have more than one woman, talk, like ever notice how like dudes who have more than one who are talking to more than one woman or have more than just one sex partner get the best and most positive responses out of women. Like, yeah, it's just the more option. I mean, again, this is probably the abundance mindset. If you have the abundance mindset, that increases your pheromones and your testosterone, just of itself. Uh, I think there was a research done. Texting me now. Leave me alone. <laughs> Every time. Uh, yeah, no, there was one research done, just testing, just testing the uh, testosterone levels of men. I think it was like a Georgia University, where. Just after a man having a 10-minute interaction with a female raises testosterone level 14%. Mm. 
this just kind of chemically communicates to any woman that I have I have abundance. A lot of a lot of other people want my genes. Apparently, I must have some good things. Again, and also notice women also respond to. And I tell men this all the time. It's like I think it's in every pickup playbook ever. Post pictures of yourself with other women online. It sends a signal that it's like a lot of women want me. A lot of my my genes are in are in high demand. Do you want to be in that line? Well, I think some girls go like they say, "Oh, that's a player. I'm not gonna talk to him." Like, what are your thoughts on that? Oh shit! You will talk to a every girl will talk to a player. They are such holy shit when they say like, "Are you a player?" And I'm just say like, "Well, I play video games. I play football. I play baseball." <laughs> yes, I'm a player. It is. You want a player. You want someone who's been around. You want someone who will succeed. Because here's the thing: if I'm capable of reproducing with many people, what does that tell you about my offspring? They'll be, able to, they'll be able to do something similar. They'll be able to achieve this kind of level. They'll be able to reproduce as much as they want with as many people as they want. If, if this many women find me attractive, my offspring, chances are they're going to be attractive too. Mm-hmm. Women want attractive offspring because, once again, this all comes back to just the primal thought, the primal drive in our DNA that says, my genes must go on. I think I've said that like four times in this podcast, but it, just, it rings true. You know, I, I think I, I think I realized why why being a player doesn't work for some people. Right? Because perhaps some girls are looking for, for committed relationships. And even though, yeah, that man is attractive because he's got other women around, I'm still not going to be with him because his purpose isn't aligned with what my purpose is. It's the same way that like, Women break up with George Clooney all the time because he's like, nah, I don't want to get married. Well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I think, well, there's a whole thing between being a refined alpha and then a natural alpha, too. There's a difference between, between all that, which I'll get into in a second, too. But I think women would like, maybe not a player per se, but they do want a man with a button. They do want a man with a lot of options. And that's just always that's just always been the case. Like, kid, how many how many kids of kings have uh, uh, medieval kings? How many kids that they had? Mm. Just let's just. I don't think I need to talk about Bill Clinton. If you live in the U.S. and you know about Bill Clinton, you know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Every president in power, every billionaire, they they. And it's not. I'm not talking about Donald. I'm talking about like. Who knows how many people. Dwayne Johnson is like this dude has a lot of money, he has a lot of charisma, and he has and he's fucking gigantic. So women, just women, you talk to on the street. You think Dwayne Johnson is attractive? They'll say hell yes. Yeah, like, he's hot he, as fuck, he's, bro. He's hot as fuck. He's a hot as fuck yeah, guy. Sure. Yeah. yeah, he is. I think it, one more. I, I'm not even sure if this woman was in character in the movie. In the movie, I forget what movie it was where he was in. It was like a, him in a Kevin Hart movie. Where she said, God, I hope he's Catholic. Catholics don't use condoms. <laughs> oh. That's good. I was like, I was like, I'm not, I saw that. I'm like, I'm not even sure if she was the character. I think that's just how she felt. Mm. So, once again, your genes must go on. Like, that's everybody's DNA drive. Um, now, being, being a pickup artist, here's 
my problem with pickup artists. It doesn't really help because pickup artists, and I think Neil Strauss said this too, but they're just they're just nerds who know how to get girls. And if you read the game, you know that uh, mystery just mystery was just turned into like a, a, a soft suicidal mess when Claudia left him. Mm. Yeah, in the and that's but and that that's the thing I'm tr I'm trying on my page. Like that's the thing I where I was like I want you to refine yourself from within because if you end up like mystery, what what does that do for you? That doesn't do anything. Because the thing, as soon as you relax, you end up in a beta frame, and then this girl's going to come in and just realize you're not who you sold me to you were going to be. You're not who you told me you were. Right. And now she's betrayed. And so now she's going to break you down. So you're saying that there's kind of a rubber band trait for when someone's pretending to be alpha, right? Yeah. It's like, again, think of artists. Nerds who know how to get, how to get laid. That's great, but when they try when they try a long term relationship, it it usually fails. So um, on your page, I've seen that you uh, explain a lot of like uh, beta male tactics, and then also you bring up uh, a lot of alpha male tactics. So, um, what are some ways in which someone who is primarily a beta, how can they shift more into that abundance or alpha mindset? Uh, tough one. So, just from me being a former beta, you yeah. have to start. You have to start from the bottom. You have to start. It's it's it's, it's like a ladder. Kind of view this as a ladder to alphaness. It's uh, one step at a time. You're not going to jump mm. a ladder. You're not going to make a giant leap. You mm. Work on yourself. Maybe you need to update your wardrobe. Uh, maybe you need to wear an accessory. Maybe you need. Maybe you should like. Shave your like the guy used to like not shave my head regularly. Now I shave it like every other day. I used to not trim my beard a lot. I, do, I, I make sure it gets shaved up before I go out of the house. I'm doing this because I want to look good. Like this thing, I want to look good. I want to look presentable. Mm -hmm. I don't care who. And like this, this, my opinion is based on myself, and I think that's mm -hmm. what a lot of men need to understand. You're not going to fix yourself up to peacock for a girl again. It's a pickup artist attack. Peacock. And women all knew it now. Don't peacock for somebody else. You have to straighten yourself up, get a mm. style, buy new shirts, dress well because you want to look good. Mm. You think you have a sense of duty to look good, have a sense of duty to keep your tie straight or make yeah, sure that, your shirts that's sort of the, would, it, would you agree with me that that's sort of the outer game? That's what? Outer game. Sorry, cut off. Outer game. Outer. Alpha game. Outer. Outer game. Outer, like uh, external, like not internal. Yeah, it's external game. Yeah. It's both. It's both, in my opinion, because I'm doing this as part of my daily routine. This is how I want to present myself. I want to feel good when I look in the mirror saying, all right, you look good. This is good. Mm. You're doing it for yourself. It starts again with also getting your ass in the gym because you need to be more active. You need to develop your testosterone. You need to to get out, maybe get around some people. The gym for me is a pretty big social network, social setting. Uh, I like coffee shops because as much as I wish there weren't people in the coffee shop with me right now, I do like when there are people around. It's. Can I ask it's, you a question? Starts, go ahead. 
um, the you mentioned like a lot of things, right? That like you're doing good at, right? Um, but you know, obviously nobody's perfect, right? Would you agree? Nobody's perfect, right? Where do you feel like you need to work on um, in order to level up? I feel like the next level up is probably in with my finances. I feel like I need to get those a little more straight. Like when I talk to my clients, a lot of times I'll let them go over time and I'll just like, ah, comp it. I need to learn. I need myself. I know for a fact I need to start like being strict on my prices. Where I say, like, no, listen, you need to pay me fifty-five dollars an hour. This is not a lot, by the way, for for, for a uh, for a dating coach. It's fifty-five bucks an hour. I always give out the first hour free because I want to make sure people who I talk to know I'm for real. So I'm trying to give them real advice, things that they can apply, things that they can apply to themselves. And then after that, we move to like, okay, now it's pay period. Sometimes I've gone as far as like a, an hour and a half and just tell them, like, don't worry about it. So I definitely need to get my finances to work. I need to start like setting that boundary more. And that's where I started recently getting to boundaries because I realized my boundaries were a little bit weak as an alpha. I really need to, just myself, mm -hmm. get these boundaries set, get a no set. It's uh, I mean, something I see a lot of, a lot of guys are talking about that too. Like boundaries are, are a new thing, especially when it comes to women. Like guys do not set boundaries with women. Like if I'm texting a girl, I want to stop texting her when I, when I feel like going to bed. I'm not going to stay up till 1 a.m. and the 1 a.m. I'm not sure what time it is with you guys. Uh, one o'clock in the morning, when I know I should be asleep right now. Like, no, that's a that's a beta mindset to have. You go to bed when you know you should go to bed. You get up at your alarm that you set because you know you need to get up at this time, mm. and you need to look out for yourself first. Like that's a the big alpha trick to have. So those are just a couple things that I want to work on. I'm working on boundaries right now. I'm working on that right now with people. Mm. The funny thing is, when you start changing up the behavior, people around you start questioning you because they're not really sure what you're doing. And um, yeah, yeah. So you need to. You can make it clear, everybody, what you're about. What you're about doing. So I told everybody around me too. I'm doing better. I need to do better by setting my boundaries. So if I hang up, so if I if I tell you, hey, I gotta go. There's no okay. Wait, wait. wait. There's no. Hey, can you just wait, like wait another hour? Can you hang on with me for a little bit? Like, no, I got to go. I have a certain. I want to be asleep. I have a certain time I want to wake up. If you need to get back to me, we can set, we can set up a time. I'll get back to you at this time tomorrow. I see. So what that's you're so. What? Why do you think that people have a problem with not being able to set boundaries? People, people are people pleasers. Like uh, everybody wants to be accepted. That's normal because you want people, especially in today's society, to accept you, to, to, to be accepting of you for who you are too thing is like is people accepting you by any means necessary acceptable if that makes sense like that that shouldn't be i shouldn't have to please or appease somebody else to be accepted that doesn't that that, that shouldn't jive with me in any kind of way it shouldn't work i should uh, i should be who i am i should have my set schedule and i should have that schedule respect mm, yeah I really a really great resource for that also is like uh, this book that I recently came across called it's called not nice uh, by Dr. Aziz and he he like breaks down the whole people people pleaser mentality so if any listeners uh, want to find out more about that how to break out of that it's a great resource.
about to do that. I'm about to read that next too. Can you talk a bit about it soon? Can you talk a bit about it? Yeah, it's basically him describing his life story, right? He used to just lock himself in his room and play video games. And then he reached this one breaking point where he's like, man, I really need to do something to change my life. Like I'm having all these interactions, but, but uh, none of them are, are becoming relationships. And so what he really, he really breaks down in the book, like the people pleaser mindset and like how he was thinking earlier and then how he started to change and shift his thinking and yeah i'm not very i'm like halfway through the book now so i can't say too much about it or where it's going to lead to but right now it seems really interesting yeah, yeah. Mm. i don't read that book now we've gone over our hour we've gone over our hour we can keep talking if you guys want we could end it soon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah we could yeah, end it I soon. Keep talking. yeah well, I don't want it to go into like the two-hour range, uh, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll cut it up soon. Um, yeah. Um, Let's try this again sometime. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just seeing if I have any more questions for you or that sort of nature. Uh, what did I hit on earlier that I probably want to get into? I could do the whole. Red pill, blue pill, black pill thing. That's what we started with. Um, I got around to talking about a lot of tribal stuff, a lot of like how a primitive nature and sex kind of works too. Uh, little random fact, humans have the biggest genitals of any other primate. That's something that book makes very clear. <laughs> really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like we're like three times the size of any other primate. It's weird. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the I'm pretty sure the bonobos have bigger bigger balls, <laughs> and uh, and uh, this is crazy though. Yeah, we talked uh, about bonobos, gorillas, so they might. <laughs> gorillas actually have smaller balls, right? They have the smallest dick, I think. They have like three inch cocks. <laughs> really? Mm. So, Which is so weird. I read that like that like we're monogamous. The the gorillas are monogamous because like. They have smaller balls, and like this, like the bigger the balls are, like like the more likely of polyamory, like the bonobos. The bonobos are are polyamorous. They fuck it, like everybody. They fuck each yeah. other. They fuck other tribes. The women fuck each other. The men fuck each other. <laughs> the women will fuck any man that just wants to fuck. Like oh yeah, bonobos are nuts. <laughs> but uh, uh, for um, for us, I think we're in between. I think we're in between. It just depends. It just depends on the person. We are. We're in between. We're in between gibbons who are known for monogamy to meet for life. Parabond. That's another thing. Like if we ever do another podcast, Parabondi, I could go on forever about. And uh, what is it? Bonobos. You said they'll fuck anything. And chips who are not monogamous. What they what they mate guard. What mate guarding is, and a lot of I see a lot of guys falling victim to this, is where you hang around a woman too much and she gets sick of you, she calls you clingy, she starts pulling away from you. And ultimately she in her mind she broke up with you. In her mind she left you, she told you she wants you to leave her alone because you're just too damn clingy. But she cheats on you. And that's where a lot of men start feeling betrayed. Like, how can you cheat on me? I started hanging around you. I did everything you wanted. I'm like, well, that's kind of the problem, dude. You're not supposed to do everything she wants. You're supposed to do whatever you want to do for her. 
if you want, like, there's, there's been times where I know I'm being tested by a woman, and that's something else we'll talk about, too, is the shit test that women do. I'll catch myself falling for it. You're not going to pass every shit test. That, that's something else, too. You can just, everybody, everybody listening can just get that out of their head. You're not going to pass every single shit test. Because I'll be, I'll be asked, hey, can you grab this cup? Can you grab this remote? Can you grab that? Can you, can you get this? And around like the third or fourth time, I start catching on. And around the fourth or fifth time, I'll say, no, nah, get it yourself. It, <laughs> she'll look at me and she'll fuss and they'll bitch and they'll moan. Like, you're right there. Why can't you, get, why can't you, why can't you bring me that water? Like, you're right there in the kitchen. I'm like, because I don't want to. And then I should stand by it, too. Like, matter of fact, sometimes I'll go back in, get, the, get a glass of water, and drink it in front of me. <laughs> Just because I'm that kind of person. Mm. I think so, I think I think you might wanna you might wanna like change your approach there, because <laughs> like let's just say uh, if a girl is, uh, we're supposed to meet up right and she's like oh I think I'm gonna be 15 minutes late right mm. I, I'm not gonna be like just cancel it just like just cancel like no no or or yeah or and I'm also not gonna say yeah sure that's fine right <laughs> but what I will say is. Okay, you can do that as long as you wash my dishes, or as long as you clean my clothes. That's a good one. Right. Mm. So, so she's like, "Oh, yeah, sure, it's all right." And then, mm. yeah, yeah learned that 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 one was from Hypnotica, right? Like oh. you learned that. <laughs> no, I didn't learn that here. There it was Max. Oh. oh, okay, Max. Okay, that's awesome. You can hit with the I don't do dishes. Reciprocal nature of. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, so I had a bit of a clarification in terms of the whole black pill, blue pill, purple pill, orange pill, whatever the oh, what the are the, whatever Rainbow other pill. pills, <laughs> Rainbow <drugs>. pill. <laughs> just a bunch of drugs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what exactly is this concept of um, like? I understand what red pill is, and I understand what blue pill is and kind of get what black pill is, but could you explain a little bit more about like, um, how did this whole thing like emerge and, and what exactly is this, this matrix that people are talking about? Uh, honestly, I think when people use the word matrix, we because I'm in the same boat, I just can't come up with a better metaphor to describe what's happened. So, right. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Uh, uh, You're I'll stuck start. with this one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there, there's there is no better metaphor than describe it as matrix. Movies like romantic comedies, a whole bunch of Disney, everything else like Find Your Prince Charming, that'll trick you into the blue pill matrix of thinking. If you serve and stick by your woman and let her be, let her be heard, then you know you can ride off into the sunset and be happy. Um, news flash, there is no sunset. That's when the red pill comes in. The red pill comes in by saying, like, no, the generals are right. Uh, and I remember seeing this movie. I forgot what it was called. It's a Matthew McConaughey movie where he was a player and he said the most truest thing I think I've ever heard. Where he said, a, one uh, what is it? Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you know what I'm talking about. Already. Yeah, awesome. the one who had the one who cares the least has the most power. Mm. And I was just like, why does it, even when I was in my little blue pill matrix, I always thought like, why does that sound right? That sounds right. I don't know why that sounds right. I think it's wrong, but 
Is it? So. I don't know. I think it could be wrong. Hmm. I think it's wrong if you will. If you, if you use it the wrong way, everything can be abused. Hmm. If you abuse it the wrong way, just to, because women are still people, and I think that's what Redfield kind of fails to include, that women are still people with people-like feelings and people-thoughts. You know why I think uh, it's wrong? You know, I realize now why, why I think it's wrong, right? Because, because it's not about who cares more or who cares least, but it's what you care about, mm. right? Because somebody could care um, a lot about validation. Yeah, that, yeah that's going to that's gonna mess you up, right? Yeah. But or someone can care more about connection and intimacy, right? And clarity, right? I care a lot about those things, right? Which is what makes my relationships work because I care a lot. Right. It's like caring in the right context, right? Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah, it is. And I think it's yeah, also so, like so this, this uh, black pill, is that just like guys who have it very set in their head that it's about looks and, and status? That there's yes. no kind of, okay. And it probably goes a little bit deeper than that because they're they think it's about looks, they think it's about status, they, and they have names for a lot of guys who are good with women. They call them Chaz and Tyrones, and it, it gets a little racist and a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Chaz and Tyrones. So Tyrone is like the black version. The Tyrones of are Chaz. the black guys. I was just like, okay. <laughs> and the Chaz are always the white guys. I'm not sure where everybody yeah. else falls in. But apparently, okay. no other nationality matters. Those are the only two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they should add and Indians in there, bro. Yo, bro. They just left you. Yeah. Who who do I speak to? Which which committee? Which committee of memes do I have to hijack? <laughs> <laughs> right. They just left the Hispanics out too, and they like uh, all of Asian to bring Hispanic. They left out the Jose's. They left out the the Ahmeds. They left out the Mohammeds. Where my motherfucking Mohammeds at, bro? They left out me some Miyagi. It's just Miyagi's. The Miyagi family dynasty. Yeah, they left them out. It's fucked up. Yeah, it happened. But um. Yeah, so they, they okay. all that matters, looks is all that matters. And they think women are just kind of every woman is a whore. And that's just something like, no. No, because not only not only do I just have a daughter, like I've met women that are just not whores. So like that that can't be true. Not every woman is a whore. Because when I, when black belt people say every woman's a whore, they mean like no, every single woman in the world is just a whore looking for a chat or a tyrone. And I looked at this whole thing, I'm like, that's not true. I think women have a certain nature. Kind of like men, how we're looking for we're looking for certain for a certain look. We have like a certain bias to I think my thing ran out. Hmm. Oh no it didn't. Am I still on? Yeah. Okay. Oh weird notification. They're just looking for they're looking for their preference. Um uh-huh. Uh-huh. If, if you if you're a fi- if you're all a five feet tall and a hundred and a hundred and ten pounds, or if you are five foot five and four hundred pounds, you're probably not just every girl's preference. And if you're black pill, then you got a lot of work to do, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. It's 
again, why I say like, a lot of this starts from within. Like you can't just if you if you weigh five hundred pounds and you think women are your number one problem, then you need a reality check. Mm, I, I I think I, I think I get what you're saying. So you're saying like like yeah, there's a general like if you have abs and if you're tall and if you're rich and you have a nice car, if you dress nice, you got a good beard and you got a fucking nice pubes. Mm. You know, you have like the general things. Like 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 she takes down your pants, right? And she's like, "Yo, this guy's pubes look like a bonsai tree." Yeah. Um. So certain things are like, yeah, those are like likes. Like I like that, but it 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 will cause attraction, but it won't cause seduction. Exactly. Yeah. What's what's another thing with the black belt? I don't hang around. I don't. I didn't really look into black belt that much. But they, they weren't a hard group to understand. I'm about to tell you that right now. They're not hard to understand. They're, yeah. It seems very straightforward. Yeah. But, and, well, so, the, like, uh, the Red community. Right. So I heard this term purple pill as well. These people who pretend to ignore the red pill. So they're kind of just like, they know about everything. But, uh, and they decide to be blue pilled, essentially. Um, they get into relationships. They have the family. Um, so, in terms of that, like, do you find that that's an effective kind of strategy when you know this information, but then you still decide to go the other way? Well, I think I've I have not been accused of being purple yet. In my mind, I, I could have sworn that was going to come to me because on my page, I. I'm not opposed to relationships. I don't just bash women. I don't just think all hypergamous nutbags. Uh, a lot of red pill pages do. A lot of red pill coaches say that women are just to be used for sex or women are just, they are all this way. There is no such thing as no waltz. Not all women are like that. And on my page, I constantly say, there are four billion women in the world. Not all of them can just be hypergamous whores. Like, that's, not, that's not possible. You know what I think, so? Even I think, I think if, if there's a hot girl and she lives in L.A. or, like, New York, she's definitely much more likely to be a hypergamous whore, for sure. Uh, and and uh, I'm not using the term whore in, like, a negative way. Like, yeah, sure, you know, if you want to go and, like, you know, uh, you know, make out with, like, other chicks and fuck other dudes, that's fine. But that's not for me, Right. Because right. if you go to Russia and you go to Ukraine, where the women are like the standard of attractiveness for women there, like it's like they're all fucking hot. Like they're all they're really, really, really attractive over there. Yeah, so, girls, so the girls that you would think that like you put them in like L.A., they're gonna be bitchy. They're gonna be like 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 uh, like those girls. Oh, you can't get to me. They're, they're gonna be like you know little like little sluts. But in Russia. Because everyone's already so hot, the girls, they're like, well, it, there's not a, like, there's the, comp the competition is different. The competition is different. It's a different game. It is. It comes down to, like, basically what's your household skill set? How well, how, how well read are you? And to love. It comes, it comes down to love, yeah. I think. I think it comes oh, down to love. Enough. Oh, no, I definitely does come down the well, too. But just imagine that you're that you're around, like the, let's just say the world right now would like level up, and all the dudes 
are like us. All the dudes are like like right. masculine dudes. They're like guys are on their purpose, guys who work out, like they're attractive. Like and let's just say everyone is like six foot two. Let's just say everyone is six foot two, right? <laughs> <laughs> everyone is rich, everyone has Lamborghinis, right? Everybody's handsome, everybody smells good, right? What would be the deciding factor in I'm gonna be with this guy? Right? Oh, oh everyone's like, I'm, I'm not sure how the deciding factor would go. I think, I think it would come down to personality. And then personality, love, confidence, mm. and just, yeah. It, it might actually just come down to a foot race. Who, comes to, who, who, can, get to your fa- who can get to this girl faster? Mm. <laughs> I would say strength in character. I think that's... Yeah, personality. That's what, yeah, personality for sure. Definitely. Mm. I think that's a really good note to, to finish this, this podcast with. Um, Nick, where can people get in touch with you? Uh, you guys can all get in touch with me at the Alpha Ascension or Pop Up Up Millennial. And I had to spell Millennial wrong because M I L was already taken, so I put M E L. Guys, make sure you reach that. I'm starting off my new website called the Alpha Ascension. And. That's what I have right now to plug. That's all I have. I haven't started a YouTube channel yet. But once again, when I start a YouTube channel, that'll also be called The Alpha Ascension. So everybody be on the lookout for that. Mm. Why don't you change your Instagram to Alpha Ascension as well? Oh, that is my Instagram. It's the same one you guys know. It's Papa Puff Millennial. I just also named it Alpha Ascension because I wasn't sure what name I want to go with. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so I that's feel like uh, right um, if you changed your, your at name, to to uh, Alpha Ascension, it would look better. Mm. I think it, so too. It, it, it's more clear, like who you are and what you do. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, which I'm Definitely. probably gonna do too. I just want to. Hopefully, that domain is not taken. Mm. But uh, Alpha Ascension underscore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, add dots and underscores. That doesn't help. Underscore somewhere. <laughs> Imagine like 500 years from now, there'll be all the usernames will be taken. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everything will be underscore after every Everything letter. Will be underscore. <laughs> yeah. Underscore 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 alpha. Tim. A <laughs> underscore 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 a underscore underscore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking in my mind too. Mm. So we have so many different platforms. And you do coaching, yes? You do coaching? I do, I do coaching. You can, everybody can just DM me for coaching. Direct, uh, the best way to reach me is, you can also reach me on my email at uh, neogre at yahoo.com. But the best way to reach me is at, right now, popupuff underscore millennial on Instagram. Just DM me, and I usually respond to everybody. Like, I won't respond to them right away, but I get to everybody when I can get to them. Mm. Uh, typically within like 28 to 48 hours you hear from me. Mm. Alright. Soom, do you want to close us out? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I wasn't here in the beginning of this episode, however, I just wanted to say that I hope you guys are having an incredible day and yeah, make sure that you connect with us, make sure that you leave us a review and also share this with your friends because you know they need to hear this um essentially if you are a fan of the better man podcast just so you know uh we haven't had an episode however we will 
get the ball rolling again for you guys. And I hope you have an incredible rest of your day. Uh, be the best forget go the rest. Go to the next. Oh, oh, remember, remember, go to the next video that, that is uh, it's down here. There's a lot of different videos that have to do with relationships and, and dating and uh, alpha mindset. Go to those videos next if you like this content. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Peace out. Hey, be the best. Forget the rest. Odd resilience. Hey, Flow Zone Academy. <laughs> if you would like to contact Sumed for peak performance coaching, go to at Flow Zone Academy on Instagram. That's F L O Z O N E Academy. If you would like to connect to your higher self, contact Ivan at odd.resilience. That's O D D dot resilience. Also, make sure you follow the Better Man podcast on Instagram. See you next time.